1: had a cat i thought i could make all all mine and spend my time with
2: yeah your heart's been ripped out huh i know i'm sorry no it's
1: it's good it's good but like i went home and i was like this is the perfect cat i would love everything about him someone else made that cat perfect i know yeah so
0: i'm glad that cat has returned home
1: i just wanted to check if the woman who who called me was on the up and up and i like searched her number online i was like oh you're a sex worker okay well there's nothing wrong with that
2: Wait a second, but the woman who called you isn't the owner of the cat.
1: Right, she's a neighbor, but apparently, from the photos that she had, and that, like, that cat, the cat that I have, and the cat's sister, like, hang out a ton at her place. Hold on a second. It's like a neighborhood cat.
2: This is buck wild, so... That's why
1: the cat was outside? Yeah, but, like, it's, it's one, like, down the street, like, a few houses down, but also it spends so much time at her place... And I was like, "Oh, give me the owner's contact information." She's like, "No, you don't have to." Uh, that's why I was a little like, "Hmm." But then she had photos, she had a description, she was like telling me uh, it all made sense. Because
2: <laughs> like, how else would she? Have I can't help but laugh. Like, you're, it, this is really and... suspicious and it's yeah. kind of bizarre. And then you find out that she's a sex worker, and your immediate reaction is like, "Oh, that's the up and up." Well, when Norma- normally you'd be like, "Hold on, all of this is fishy now." Yeah, well,
1: I, I was trying to be sex positive in my own brain because at first I was like. Oh, she's listed on backpage and all these like sex worker, like adult friend finder. But I was like, oh, but that's just sex work. That's fine. Sure, it's just my own prejudice I am bringing to this. It's no, it's it's good, yeah.
0: It would be wild, though, if you were like, oh, she's a hooker, so she can't be a cat owner.
2: <laughs> that's yeah, yeah, no. She, that's she a doesn't have the I responsibility
1: know. to be a cat owner. She no, would be honestly, home more often it's, than normal. That's true. Exactly. Like, f- she mentioned, like, I, was, I mentioned, I was like, yeah, he didn't really take to the dry food, so I, like, mixed in some dry with some wet, and she was like, yeah. You can add water he'll, he'll, to it. Yeah, and no, I'm doing that now, too, but she, she was like, oh, yeah, he'll trick you. Here's the feeding schedule that would give him, like, some dry in the morning, some like a little bit of wet in the, in the middle of the day this other thing at night and i was like oh
2: yeah i guess you would have flexible hours of course this makes sense if she knows how to feed that cat then all right yeah that tracks uh, what a <laughs> wild story
1: yeah and i'll meet her tomorrow so we'll see how it goes uh-huh. bring cash
2: wow <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> oh that was dirty
0: Welcome to D&D&D, the Dinner Party Role-Playing Podcast, and I'm your host and Dungeon Master James Gressel. With me tonight are two of the five fun people. Say hi, two of the five fun people. Hi! hi. We're doing something very special and very different today. There Be- were far fewer voices doing far that. Far fewer mm-hmm. voices, hi. yeah. It wasn't James clipping all over the place.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Joe and I follow the rules of the game.
0: Uh Yes, yeah, so we are trying something with this The party is split And due to many circumstances Some story and some real life scheduling We are going to run this experiment Of having completely separate sessions So tonight
2: I feel untethered
0: Yeah, right? There's so much room at the table It's wild You've got like stuff spread out
2: There's so much responsibility <laughs> Yeah, I Normally, feel the weight you make food for us, and tonight, yes. curiously, your wife baked brownies for us. That's true. Well, not for us, but we ate them.
1: Without her permission.
2: Oh, <laughs> don't, don't <laughs> let her listen to the episode.
0: <laughs> it wasn't uh, my initial plan to have brownies for this episode, but that's fine. We have brownies now. Will Percival have some brownies
1: set out for Juno and Marjorie when they wake up?
0: I was going to do scones and tea. But it's, we're recording this on a weeknight. All, everything about this is weird for <laughs> us at the table. Uh, we're recording this on a weeknight, not on our usual Sunday afternoon. So uh, I did not have time to cook or anything. So, yep. That's where we're at.
2: I'm fine with it.
1: I'm excited. Yeah.
2: yeah. Mixing things up can help the brain to come up with new ideas. And I'm really curious to see what happens with our journey and then the other three's journey when we come back together. And
1: tr- truly, you know, we'll play it to you know, make jokes from not knowing what the other people just did, even though we experienced it, but truly not knowing will be kind of cool.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, it's going to be a different uh, a different dynamic completely, and we'll see how you guys connect later. But in the meantime, we're going to get back into it. Thanks for bearing with us, listener, uh, while we run this experiment. I hope you guys enjoy it. Last we left you guys off, you were in the study of Constable Percival Stokeworth the Third the constable in the city of Ravenscrest, who had revealed to you some political information in the town, some some goings-on. There is a vote coming up about whether or not to commit the empire to a new war, and there are some disappearances in the town. There is some blackmail happening. Percival suspects that the Lady Morgan Morgambotten, who is pro-war, and one of her followers, John Meldare, an officer in the army, is behind the black i
2: getting the highlighter out for all this. I'm going to do the spreadsheet <laughs> That's of how everybody mystery. knows each other.
1: And this is all to gain his favor, either to get into the Gentleman's Club and or Juno's got a theory about how the poem connects to the journals and he thinks he needs stokeworth sword
2: yeah so we're trying to become buddies with stokeworth yeah which so far is going very smoothly oh
1: yeah juno hit him and (laughs) that was always a great start
2: margin held his hand for a while and now we're sleeping in his office
0: yep he turned a a bookshelf into a murphy bed and then you guys uh, are sleeping off your forge fire hangovers so let's get back to it so it is very, very early in the morning or very late at the night in the night, depending on your perspective, and margarine uh you're getting that kind of sugar buzz that happens after you've been drinking where you cannot sleep. you wake up and you're awake, you're hungover
2: still still
0: Juno is still asleep, uh, well, yeah, he had that milk, so he's good yeah he's he's all set uh there was one bed uh how how did you guys? Arrange this
2: well we're all we're all used to sleeping together in a in a pile. we've done that in the past, right I except for the original stormy.
0: cuddle pile, stormy definitely sat it out. He sat out in the bar. Mm-hmm. Juno tried
1: it, Juno did try it, okay, so he's down with it now, all right, and so everybody's good did, did Pete curl up on the bed too?
0: I would imagine that oh, Mike's not Mike's here not here yet. to play Aww. Pete, so I have to
1: speak for for
0: Pete uh and I would imagine that Pete would take after Stormy and not join the cuddle pile, okay.
2: That does make sense. Yeah.
0: Pete was separate. He was off in a different corner of the room.
1: Uh,
2: so I guess it's up to Juno. Marjorie is sleeping on the bed one way or another.
0: Yeah,
1: he's sleeping on the bed. It doesn't have to be awkward.
0: It doesn't have to be awkward. Nah. It doesn't have to be weird.
2: We're too old for it to be weird. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, you just needed the rest. So Juno's still asleep, though. So Margin wakes up, we've all been there that, mm. that early morning, like, wh- uh, I was up so late last night, why am I awake at 6.30 in the morning on a Saturday morning or whatever? What do
2: you do? I gotta go to the bathroom. Okay. But I don't know where the bathroom is. Okay. So I'm gonna get out of bed real quiet. Real stealth. Okay. <laughs> I'm really good at this. No, I'm not. Critical fail. It wasn't really! <laughs> yeah. Right there, baby, right there. Nice.
0: Uh you Ugh. step out of bed, but the bed is higher than Margarine is uh used to. It is a human-sized bed, so okay. it is not built for your little halfling body. Mm. Um and you tumble, uh and you bump into uh let you roll over Pete's tail. Oh, no. uh, and and he lets out a growl. Juno, roll a d100, which is the percentage die. How do I? So that that 10 that has a 50 on it, and then another 10 that does not have two digits. 29. All right, you're still asleep. So Juno stirs, but he does not wake. (sighs) Mm. Pete, however, is very upset.
2: I'm so sorry. Don't tell Fletch. Don't, I, I, you're in my care now, and I can't. I'm petting Pete. <laughs> I'm trying to get him to purr. He's never purred for me.
0: No, he's still not purring, and he's kind of glaring at you, like I know what you did. But uh, he does relax. Okay. He's like, okay, you owe me one, old lady.
2: I almost, I almost peed on Pete. <laughs> <laughs> that was a big shock for me. I'm getting up there in age. Th- th- it could have been worse. Seems I gotta find this bathroom. not a good children's book. <laughs> I almost peed on Pete. Yeah, <laughs> <Pied. laughs> Some kids might need that book. I don't oh. know. I look around the room. What do, I, what do I see? There should be, what, two doors? One door? There is one
0: door. There's a window. There's the desk that you guys had your conversation over before. There's other shelves. There's the different kind of like lab equipment. There's a lot of books and notebooks of different kinds. There's various kind of like vials and experiment type shit.
2: Okay. Marjorie remembers most of what yeah. happened the night before after like the blood. The blood thing sobered her up. Yeah. <laughs> if I look out the window, what do I see?
0: You see that you're on uh the second floor of a building uh near the river. Even though you're in an official building, you remember that you're in the constabulary, but you're not on the north side of town. If you remember that previously, the kind of official buildings, the government buildings, the temple, the military buildings, all of those were on the north side of the river. But you are looking at this and you're definitely on the south side of the river. You're overlooking the river and you can see opposite you the manor house that is up on kind of a hill that is... you. Presumed to be the residence of the Countess Blackthorne, Lydia Blackthorne, and you see the temple off to your right.
2: What do we know about Lydia Blackthorne?
0: You only know that she's the the, the Countess, the of, Countess Talon. of Town, Yeah, you don't know she she not just of town, but of this you know region, uh-huh. the 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 area of Talon that Ravenscress is the kind of seat of. She's very important for the government, but you don't really have any kind of specifics about her. And, and we know that she can override the vote if she chooses to, but she probably would not. She's kind of the electoral college. Mm. That's a way to think about it. Needs to be abolished. <laughs> <laughs> People vote, and then she takes the results of that vote to the uh, greater council in the capital of Talent. So there's not a lot of sound. It's very early in the morning. You're you can just see off in the distance the faintest hints of dawn on the horizon. That's what you see out the window.
2: All right, I'm gonna. Marjorie's gonna reach in her pocket, pop a candy. Okay, a little bit of pocket candy. It's It's a little dusty. Oh, of course. Yeah, but she's used to that. That's her pocket dust. That's my (laughs) pocket dust. Uh, And then go out the door to find the restroom.
0: Okay, you exit into a hallway that leads both right and left. What do you do? Go to the right. Okay, you go to the right and you uh, take a few steps. Roll another stealth check.
2: Okay, 17.
0: Yes, okay. So you uh, successfully navigate down this hallway, even though your thief feet can feel out the fact that some of these floorboards would be creaky, you manage Mm. to avoid them. Uh, And eventually, you come to the end of the hallway where there is a door to your left and a door to your right, and the door to your left is slightly ajar, and there is the faint flicker of candlelight coming from it. What do you do?
2: Uh, Oh, man, I have to pee so bad, but but I'm curious. (laughs) I'm going to try to listen in on that cracked open door, because I don't know if the other... Room is a bathroom, so... You don't. What would that be? What kind of a roll would that be?
0: You can roll perception or you can roll investigation if you're trying to listen for something specific.
2: Nah, just do perception. Okay. Nine. The
0: light is coming from a fading fire, but you are you can't figure out really anything else without...
2: Going in there? Yeah,
0: taking or trying to push the door open even more ajar. It's barely open right now. Almost as if it was attempted to be closed, but... Bounced, mm-hmm. which is an assumption, not something you were able to perceive.
2: I'm going to do that. I'm going to creak open the door with a stealth move. Great. Yes, 18.
0: How far are you trying to push it open? Are you trying to push it open until you can see something? Or are you trying to open it? I'm
2: trying to push it open for me to see something.
0: Uh, you push it open, uh, you know, a few inches and you can see that there's a high-backed leather chair between you and a fireplace with a dying fire. Uh, it appears to be some sort of reading room.
2: Okay, Um, I'm going to clear my throat.
0: Okay. <clears> throat> H- Hello? Uh, Nothing happens.
2: Uh oh, man! I need to know where the bathroom is. All right, Marjorie approaches the tall back chair.
0: Okay, as you get closer, are, well, I mean, you're a small person, so yeah. are you are you sneaking like straight onto it?
2: Yeah, I want to go around it. No, oh, you want to like, go around because I'm assuming that Constable Percival Stokeworth the Third has fallen asleep reading in front of this fireplace. You are correct, and I need to know where the restroom is. So <laughs> I'm going to try to uh to see if it's him and if it's him i'm gonna ask him where the bathroom is
0: uh it is him and he is asleep in this chair and there is uh, a book open on his
2: ask him i look at what that i look to see what he's doing
0: uh there's a book open on his lap uh it appears to be a old journal of the general Percival Stokeworth, but there's also something else. There's uh, a drawing of what appears to be a younger version of the constable uh, and a woman that you do not recognize.
2: Hmm. All right. I'm going to make a mental note of that. And then I wake him up. Uh, Mr. Stokeworth, the third, sir. Uh, but don't please don't jump out of and stab me because you're like a military man. So I'm I'm gonna talk quietly and maybe lull you out of REM sleep. Uh, Mr. Stokeworth, it's Marjorie <laughs> and she's in your study. Don't attack. Why aren't you waking up, uh, Mr. Stokeworth? And Marjorie pushes a little harder.
0: Well, I just I just wanted to see if you would finish the song.
2: Oh, you. <laughs> where's Uh, the bathroom
0: (laughs) oh it's uh and and as he's talking he kind of like closes the book including the the drawing uh and he says it's just it's just across the the hallway
2: oh okay i was gonna try it but you know me i would never sneak around your home is this your home you live here do you live here
0: i do live here yes there we have my family has a has a a home elsewhere, but
2: oh, ritzy! You know what? So do I. I'm a
0: homeowner. <laughs> That's true. We're
2: in escrow. Gressel here. I'm not sure what escrow is. <laughs> Seth here. <laughs> I'm not really either. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, thank you. Uh, good morning. And yeah, then- and he
0: he stands up and he's like uh, he's like ushering you out.
2: Mm-hmm. I'm uh-huh. gonna leave, but I'm also gonna like try to see. If he takes that book someplace in that, in that room. Like, if he puts that book away, I want to see him do that.
0: You're trying to, like, look through a cracked door or something?
2: Just, like, as he's ushering me out, I'm watching him. Is he going to just shut Bold the door perception. on me? Full perception. So bad at perception. I'm so good at sneaking and so bad at perception. Nine.
0: Yeah, no, you can't <sighs> tell. As far as you can tell, he's still holding the book when he shows you out.
2: Should I use inspiration on that? It's too late. It's too late. It's too late. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And then I go and use the restroom. Okay. I think. Sure. Cool. You can do that
0: uninterrupted. Great. Yes. Yeah, don't some... have, to you don't have to roll for that one? don't have to roll for that one. Nice. Uh, and then you return. Do you re- return to bed?
2: Well, w- when I leave the restroom, what, what
0: what... Is that door shut? That door is shut, but uh, there is a stronger light now emanating from the cracks underneath the door.
2: Mm. Man, it would be great if I had... Uh, Magic, but I do not.
0: Juno has magic. Uh,
2: Juno does have magic. All right, Marjorie's gonna go report her findings. But before before she does that, she does want to check what's to the left of the hallway. So Marjorie goes back to the fork in the in the mm-hmm. hall, um, and instead of going back into the study where Juno's sleeping, she continues towards the, what would have been the left path.
0: Yeah, down the left path, you eventually reach a staircase, a regular staircase, not a spiral staircase or anything, that descends, and into the first floor, there's a, there's a like, open, after a few feet of wall, uh, there's an open kind of loft that looks down into the first floor uh, that you can see is more kind of traditional sheriff office jail type okay. place. Yeah. Okay.
2: So she's going to go back to to Juno. Who's sleeping? <laughs> Oh, Juno, yeah, talk, talk
1: snark? dairy to me.
2: Oh, you know, I was gonna—I'm saying this out loud now. <laughs> I was gonna just stand here and watch you sleep for a bit, mm. and, but talk dairy to me really uh, kind of bursted the peaceful bubble there. Hey, hey, Juno. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, can you wake up, baby? Baby, mm. you're gonna do the thing too. All right, well, mm-hmm. I'll sing. Juno, judo, judo, Juno! it's time to wake up, don't you know? Hey, girl, it's sun time. That means... Olé, olé, olé,
1: olé. Hey, olé, 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 olé. olé, olé. olé.
2: Good yeah, morning. Good morning.
1: You know, like cafe olé. It's milk.
2: It, you know what? Let's have a quick powwow about the milk thing. Juno. I watched you drink from a saucer on the ground yesterday
1: yeah well a lot, yeah a lot of things margarine i just want to if we if we ever kiss again and i'm glad you're my friend we don't have to kiss again but you know we can be sober we don't have to be drunk i just we're good right are we
2: good dude this is the second time you've brought that up and now that i'm sober did we kiss
1: yeah we definitely kissed a lot
2: We kissed. Yes. Was it good?
1: I think it was good.
2: That's good, because I can't remember it. I
1: feel bad about that. I feel
2: bad about it, too. I'm so- Oh, shit. Last night, I told you that we should never kiss, didn't I?
1: Yeah, but you said you wanted to work on yourself, and I said I'd be a friend to you, and that's okay.
2: That's really worked out, didn't it? Well,
1: yeah, sure. Thank
2: you, Juno. But, no, yeah, no problem. I'm gonna give him a hug.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, he'll take the hug. Is Juno still in
0: bed? I, I want to yeah. see. I want to get the visual of the hug. Yeah, ju- yeah.
1: How are you hugging, Juno? Did you like? Did, did you, you like you hop up it? on the bed no. and like you straddle?
2: <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> Marjorie's nasty, but she she knows <laughs> where to draw hug, the yeah. line. Yeah, uh, you yeah, can
1: sit up for a hug.
2: Of yeah, 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 yeah. That's, yeah so
0: you just sit up and okay. I just want to make sure that everybody can can visualize this nice oh, moment. We just had a cute yeah.
2: little sing sing song uh, morning moment, and then had a hug hugged it out. Great. Oh, How many people have you kissed?
1: Oh. I think 5. Only 5. Oh. But
2: All right, I've got some uh stuff to tell you that's unrelated to that oh, okay. then. Uh so well, can't tell you a fun I,
1: fact. I I want to kiss more people. Oh. I I mean, you know, Margarine uh I I, I don't know. I, I've thought about it. I guess why well, I I thought about it just right now. Uh, and I want us to be more than friends.
2: We had this kind of conversation Hold no, on. No, no I'm I don't saying, want to talk I'm about saying, this. Would right you now. be my
1: wingman? I wanna get laid at some point.
2: Whoa. <laughs> this is not what I was expecting. <laughs> Yeah,
1: no, let's let's be friends. I, but I'm just realizing that I've I've been pretty thirsty lately, and maybe I'll meet a, a nice a nice boy or a nice girl out on the town when we're doing our mission, not to distract oh, from the mission.
2: Okay, okay, so you you kissed me last night in a in a state of I wasn't doing very oh, well. No, no, oh, and the, the day after you asked me to be your wingman.
1: I thought you, I thought we were, we, that was for me trying to transition back to friendship. Yeah,
2: uh, no, I think that's a, that's a perfectly fine th- thing, sure. Sure. Oh. I need the audience to know that that Marjorie is now surprised at how affected she was by that. Oh! <laughs> but now is not the time to address it. So she's gonna be a wingman, I guess. Hey everybody,
0: Grussell here with a few quick announcements and then we're going to get you right back to it. Thanks so much for listening to episode 52 of D&D&D. Be sure to follow us on social media at Pod on Twitter and Pod on Instagram. Or email us at dndndpod at gmail.com. So this is the first part of our little run of separate storyline episodes. A little experiment that we're doing uh, because the party is so split up. Uh, So, this is the first part of the Margarine and Juno story. Next week, you're going to hear the first part of the Zabbas, Flack, and Fletch story. Uh, So, we're going to do this kind of cutting back and forth cliffhanger thing a little bit and see how it works. Uh, Thank you so much for uh, joining us uh, on this little creative experiment we're doing. I hope you guys enjoy it. Check out Beth's shop, bethberad.shop, for D&D&D merch, including t-shirts a new Gerbert Merpert shirt is available, Gerbert Merpert reality. It's an amazing, amazing design. I'm so happy that Beth graced us with that wonderful piece of art. There are also prints available of the D&D logo, the D&D logo t-shirt, and the campaign team t-shirt. So thanks again for listening. Remember that next week will be the first Zabas Fletch and Flack episode. I'm really excited. We're recording that this weekend. And I can't wait to uh, get into it with those guys. We've got some really fun stuff planned for them. And then we will rejoin Margarine and Juno the following week. So that's it for me. Thanks, everybody. Do what's fun. The sun is now coming up.
2: Juno, I I am an old lady, and I had to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night. So I was walking down the hallway, and there was an open cracked door. And I went into it and, and Percival was sitting in front of the fire and he was having a little read time with a little journal read time. And uh, the journal looked old and it looked like it was uh R R Percival Stokeworth. Oh, yeah. And in the journal there was also like a painting of a young Percival Stokeworth the third with a a lady oh, younger, not
1: like a child.
2: Oh. He wasn't a boy.
1: Oh, he just drawn himself, or maybe who
2: knows? I didn't ask him because I woke him up to ask where the bathroom was, and he very quickly shut that journal.
1: He seems. I mean, he interfered with. Well, no, I. I. You're my friend. I was jealous because you, you, you were uh, tasty for for him. Uh, I
2: was tasty for him. No,
1: you know, uh, you, you, you. He he cuts a fine figure, and you were into that last night too.
2: Was I really? <laughs>
1: Yes, it's okay. I'm uh, sorry. I was jealous, but he seems like a trustworthy guy. I hope we can trust him. I hope he's not hiding anything.
2: Yeah, he's been perfectly pleasant to me since I can remember. Uh, and That's very good because I woke up in his house. Anyway, well, I think we need to get that journal. And I don't have magic. Okay. And a
1: little uh, something
2: in my ear reminded me that you do.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've, I can heal him.
2: That's not. That's, that's not what we need. No, we need to get that journal. Do you have like some kind of? Uh, I do not an have an unseen servant. Um. Um. What about? Uh. uh cl- oh, clairvoyance. No. Damn it.
1: I've got. Zabas
2: has all of our potions. I
1: can. I, oh, I can set an alarm if somehow we distracted him and I distracted him. Wait, no, because I wouldn't know about the alarm. Do
2: you know how your spells work?
1: Yes. No. Yeah. I'm just thinking, like, you're the better sneaker, so if he was distracted, you went and found it.
2: Are those flashcards?
1: I'm new to being a cleric, and I need to... <laughs> There's a lot of pressure on me. I thought I'd make cards. Look, the great heifer <laughs> imbued me with power, and you know when you feel, like, a lot of pressure? You feel very stressed? You...
2: Marjorie and... takes the flashcards.
1: <laughs> okay, you... You. Okay, you want... You want truth, Marjorie. uh... I think it's why I've been so horny lately. Because you know when you get turned on, when you feel really stressed? Like you're under all this pressure, and you just want to take the, the edge off.
2: I don't know how many of my people are out trees. there. That I stopped looking, good. and I Hunter's went in mark, search of vengeance. Command. and but
1: that's not my he purpose anymore. The Great Heaven blessed helpful. me with powers. Guiding as bold, far as I know, like I'm it.
2: There's a
1: lot of responsibility for me to represent word, my, my people. my God. Bless.
2: Maybe bless? But,
1: I don't know. I don't, no, I'm not powerful enough. I couldn't really heal you when you were petrified. I couldn't mm. save Jason I, I, gotta, I gotta be read better I gotta study up
2: Your handwriting's weird I gotta
1: live up to my kingdom's legacies So maybe that's my purpose Is now in the dark. That I gotta, might be I gotta really make useful. my people's spirit okay, of kindness Life and nourishment uh, Shine yeah. through me And maybe to get there I gotta get laid So okay. that's what the cards are Guys make for.
0: perception checks <laughs>
2: <laughs> 11
0: 10 Oh fantastic <laughs> So you hear a voice from the darkness in the corner of the room that says you guys have an interesting relationship is uh,
2: Percival.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, you turn and you see that uh, in the corner sitting is uh, indeed Percival Stokeworth the third You suck right in. Yes, you guys were talking pretty loud. It's the middle of the night. If I hear some noises in the middle of the night in my constabulary, I think it's worth investigating.
2: All right, I'm good. Marjorie,
0: did you find the bathroom?
2: I did, thanks to your guidance.
0: That's good. I'm glad. Seems like you guys might have some questions for me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, you said, I, I was, you know, inebriated. You said that you remember. Nope. You weren't there. Your grandfather maybe mentioned Plinthorin, so you're going to help us out, but we're going to help you out. Transaction. So we're going to do the politics, which we're very good at. We're part of a campaign.
2: Mm-hmm. We're and on a...
1: then you'll help us.
2: Yes. Uh... We got someone elected for super mayor. Did you now? I think so. <laughs> yes,
1: you're familiar with the position.
0: Oh, uh, we don't have supermares here, but oh, I've I've heard tales bad. of supermares in other uh, other regions. I believe that they have a super mayor in Middleton. Huh.
2: Is that a real place?
0: It is. It's it's uh you, I, you, you must have passed through it. It's the way station in the middle of the Knights Pass. The actual pass through the mountains. There's the city, and then there's the actual pass. Oh. And in the middle of the oh. pass, there's a town called Middleton. Has Marjorie ever been there? No. I don't know. Has Margin no. ever been there?
2: Do I have to go through that pass to get anywhere other than um, Knights Pass? No. I don't like being under big mountains.
0: So sure, no. that makes sense. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't they like can it. be imposing. Even for regular well, not regular, but even for
1: a human-sized mm. person, they could be imposing. Yeah. I always yeah. liked being in the shadow of the milk bucket mountains, my homeland.
2: Is that really what it's called? Yes, I'm
1: familiar. Oh, what?
2: Where have I been?
1: I've traveled to the ruins. Wh- what? Whoa! Whoa, you been? Whoa! Did you see good cows? Not anymore. Uh that's probably right. They haven't been any. Ca- so you've and traveled. You, you're well. a little
0: bit older than me. I, I assume that you're one of the survivors. Yeah. What? What took you there? Curiosity, more than anything. Um, my, I come from a family of, uh, of adventurers, of explorers, of, uh, you know, men of the world, women of the world. And though my father didn't follow in in the footsteps of his. Uh, I found these journals, and he pulls from the pocket of his night robe, <laughs> the, the book that you saw, Marjorie, and make a uh, perception roll.
2: Okay. It's a 10.
0: Juno, you as well. 16. Okay, with a 16, you see that he is trying to pull the journal out of his pocket while keeping another piece of paper in it. Mm. He's ver- making a effort with that one hand to make sure that he does not remove this other piece of paper. Mm. When I was a younger boy, I found these journals of my grandfather's, and I read of his deeds with your Plinther and Bemore. I was inspired to uh, go on my own journeys, my own travels, and I explored much of the world, but I eventually came back to Talon and felt that I needed to do some good here and I realized that the military, even though my grandfather was a general, uh, was not the way to do it. Uh, they are not interested in the the people of the Empire. Hmm. And I fear that that is where we're headed uh, now with this current call for war is just more of the same hurting of the people of the Empire in the interests of very few, uh, which is why I need you to help me figure out this this case.
1: I'm always super down to help the oppressed people. I'm just as a curiosity, tell me, is... Are your your travels abroad was that where you lost your talon accent yes yeah i heard i heard it maybe go in and out but yeah, uh, yeah i'm so good you're worldly and traveled so much
0: well you know it's 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 not something i'm super proud of in other regions you you don't want to be known as a warmongering you know marauding War- horde
2: warmongering
0: did you it's kind of what they do
2: they hold on are we talking we're talking about you right
0: well, we're, I'm talking about you know the 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 government of 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 my homeland. Sure.
2: Okay. You gotcha. Know. Well, I'm all for the small folk, clearly, and I think that I think that our our interests are aligning, and that we should work together. You scratch our back, we scratch your back, however we possibly can. I might scratch your like upper thigh, but
1: <laughs> somebody pats Pete on the head. Yeah, I think it all works.
0: And Pete just kind of like looks <laughs> up for a second and then lies back down. Mm-hmm. Uh, well then I guess no time
1: like the present. Yeah. So, uh, to be like go undercover. What what do you recommend as our best plan of attack? Well,
0: I think we should start with speaking to uh Mr. Beauchamp first and foremost. We should find out exactly the manner of this blackmail. As adventurers may be uh well suited to bring a different perspective to things uh i know i know as much as i I don't want to admit it i do have my own personal biases uh and i think what are those (laughs) it's a little bit early for that conversation Uh,
2: but you're still in your robe so i feel like it's the truth (laughs) telling time
0: i definitely have my suspicions but it's not good policing to come in with a predetermined outcome
2: that's very good of you. I feel like most detectives just want to end the case. But for you to, to be actually searching for the truth? Juno, I think that we could trust this band.
1: I mean, I'm... Uh, yeah, I'm a little skeptical, but He's I think He's also that's...
2: way sneakier than we are able to perceive.
0: It's true, I'm pretty sneaky. Okay, well, yeah, yeah
1: no, I'm sure whatever feelings I have, it's, it's residual uh, jealousy which is why I, I, I hit you, uh... And
2: Judo tells me that I was into you last night, so it's possible that whatever feelings I'm having are residual attractiveness. Attraction? I'm attractive, too.
1: Yes, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, so we balance each other out, and uh, I'll keep my eye on you, but, you know, I think this sounds good, Like and... Mulder
2: and Scully!
1: Yes, the famed heroes. Mm-hmm. Ah, the legendary Mulder and Scully. <laughs> Yes. I, too,
0: heard those tales when I was a boy.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. One of them became a super mayor.
0: Some think that a flaming skull, a disembodied flaming skull, is an odd choice for a children's story,
1: but I really related. Well, as a a man who seeks truth and knows that the truth is out there, I understand.
0: The sun is about to break. Uh, it is nearly dawn. Colonel Beauchamp is about to begin his exercises on the river, so I will give you two a moment to collect your things, get ready. Uh, I will need to, of course, dress properly, and then we can set out. So uh, why don't you guys meet me downstairs in about five, ten minutes, and then we can we can head out. What do you say?
2: Sounds good.
0: Okay. And then yes. he leaves.
2: And Marjorie shuts the door. Okay. Ow. I just poked myself with my pen. I got my notebook out, Juno, and I slap him on the face. <gasps> Alright, what are we doing? I oh, thought we
1: weren't flirting anymore, but there you go hey. with the ha- Okay, we are going to do him a favor, so he does us a favor. I don't, you know, we didn't know why we need the guest list,
2: mm-hmm. but
1: I think it's a companion to decode the journals, Okay. so I don't know exactly why we need the sword. But I think we need the sword And you to... figured
2: that out by decoding the journal at the guest Yes, gas list.
1: I th- we need it, and then we need it for that mountain, but we need the sword. And he... we
2: don't get a sword unless we're buddies with Stokesworth the third.
1: Yes, and politics is how we become buddies. It's all transactional in these in these politics towns.
2: I'm gonna have to change up the way I do things. Oh well, yeah, wrong. me Wham, too. Ma'am, Thank you, ma'am, and that politics doesn't like that.
1: I hit people that partied, so that's- <laughs> This
2: politics doesn't like that. <laughs> yeah. You know. Alright, you and me, we gotta make a pact right here. We're the best
1: suited for this. (laughs) (laughs) We
2: have to be now. right, we're the the political pundits.
1: Yeah. What's a pundit? uh, It's something you wear on your shirt.
2: We can't be political pundits. We have to be the people wearing the pundits.
1: We we are the... I mean, I, I don't know. So, like, imagine a scenario where, like, a bunch of like heroes, adventuring heroes come together and they're the campaign team. Uh-huh. But then they go off and they have their solo adventures. So it's like we're having like like we're like rolling away from that. We're we're spinning away from that that hero pile. We're spinning off.
2: We're the spin-off team. The
0: spin-off team. So you have this conversation <laughs> while you're walking downstairs and I assume like straightening your clothing and things
2: i'm trying to be a politician and uh politician energy we gotta
1: shake a lot of hands
2: oh i did not wash these hands
1: and you're downstairs
0: and stokeworth is there in his gray uniform he has his long coat and his sword strapped to his belt
2: stokeworth you didn't tell us that we were wearing cool long coats uh I don't know. Well, this like
0: a is politician. my this is my uniform. You saw me in this yesterday.
2: I don't remember. Will
0: we That's be like true.
1: consultants? Is that how you'll introduce us? Like
2: Yeah, what's our role?
1: Yeah, tell us what to do.
0: Uh I suppose you could be temporary deputy constables.
2: Ooh! Do I get a badge?
0: Yeah, badge. Uh and he looks around the room real quick and he grabs uh tankard from a nearby table, one of those ones that has the like lid, and he snaps the lid off. He says, "Uh, sure, uh, Juno, you can be a visiting lawman from Brixton. Here you go. This is your oh wow,
1: yeah. I, I mean, I, I was, I was a captain, so I could be a captain from Brixton. That's me. I was."
0: Great, uh, way to get into character. Um, Margarine, <laughs> mm-hmm. you uh, can, and he looks around, and he pulls a flowering plant from a nearby vase and kind of ties it into a crude flower crown and gives it to you. And he says, is this
2: anything? I- if you tell me it is.
0: Let's say that this is the insignia of another law organization from... Where you're from.
2: Night's Pass. Night's
0: Pass, yeah. They're plant they like plants there. That that works.
2: I guess.
1: Oh wait, I forgot. I actually do have my own insignia. I could just wear the hey Pete, you want you want this tankard thing?
2: Pete, Pete.
1: <laughs> The flower crown probably makes more sense for Pete. Oh, okay. Yeah, you can have this one then.
2: Uh, thanks! And Margin puts the flower crown on Pete. It takes the the <laughs> i'm sorry before before you gave it to me i was gonna tell you so the um, i imagine that this uh, tankard lid um has a little bauble on oh, the yes very middle top part of yep. it and so i was gonna tease juno about how he's wearing a giant nipple <laughs> oh. and now you've given the giant nipple to me in her head margarine yep. sees this thing as a nipple and then fastens it to where hers would be is are where hers are margarine okay. has nipples it's, it's canon canonically
1: now. is it like like uh like a human amount or is it like are, are halflings like cats or are they no
2: they're they're like humans oh, okay. as far yeah. as their nipples go like she might have you know what martin has a secret third nipple oh! sure yeah yeah
0: that also that makes sense to me i wasn't gonna ask but <laughs> it was
2: head canon she didn't realize what it was for a long time but we're there it's there Uh, But just to like entertain herself She's she's just gonna fasten this thing to her To her chest in the location of where Her actual nipple is and it's surprisingly High
0: Good for Marjorie. <laughs> yeah all right
2: Yeah
0: all right I think uh, I think you guys might Look the part at least as far as This lot is concerned and You guys leave you walk through the city streets It is very early morning Just just breaking dawn uh, there's a little bit of activity, but not too much. As the sun does start to rise, there is one horn blast off in the distance. You don't know what it signifies, but it doesn't seem to bother Stokeworth at all. Okay, he leads you down uh, a road to a bridge. This is a different bridge, uh, further down the river that you from the one that you originally crossed, and then over to the north side of the city. You go along the river a little bit, and then take a staircase down. To the actual river where there is a small uh, boathouse. And there is a large portly man with a kind of walrus mustache built like a barrel. Really big arms. Smaller legs. <laughs> and he is uh, putting a like kayak into the river. Starworth calls out to him and he says, Colonel, Colonel. And uh, the man startles and drops his boat and it clanks against the side of the dock and then topples into the river. Uh, and he turns around uh, and like kind of clutches his chest briefly before uh, saying, oh, 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 God, uh, Constable. Oh, my God, it's you. I, I I'm just so on edge these days. Uh, so, who who are these uh, associates with you? And so forth says, oh, don't oh, oh, don't, don't worry about it. These these are visiting police folk from out of town. We're we're running an exchange program.
2: Yes, and we are very highly regarded by our our uh, respective political parties.
1: That's right. And we ask the questions you scum.
2: Wait, Judo, wait. No, no,
1: bad cop, yeah. bad cop, good cop.
2: Right right now? Uh,
1: uh, y- y- he just lost if- a boat. Oh, uh where, where are you going in such a hurry? <laughs> 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 Bochomp is like Kneeling. That's Beauchamp. <laughs> yeah. He's
0: oh. <laughs> he's kneel- he's kneeling on his tiny legs and he's trying to reach out his giant arms to try to like grab the boat as Marjorie it's like casts floating away. mage
2: hand to try oh, to help yeah, okay, bring great. the boat in.
0: Uh you can grab the boat and bring it in. Yeah. And he says, "Oh, uh thank you um."
2: And I run over to <laughs> make it clear that right, I did that. move. Yeah. Uh,
0: uh thank you for bringing uh, I I'm I I'm sure the constable has told you my name is Colonel uh, Edwin Beauchamp. I am uh, I have engaged the colonel in a in a bit of um, you know there's there's some nefarious business going on in 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 the city, and I believe that I am the victim of a blackmail scheme.
2: Oh my goodness! Um, we have to get to the bottom of this.
1: Well, what'd you do that someone could blackmail you, Colonel? I have I swear I
0: have done nothing. I I have done nothing wrong. I have served this city and 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 the empire faithfully. Maybe
2: done a couple too many arm days.
1: What? Wait! What are you doing?
2: Like his muscles are so big on the top part, well, but I, so small on the bottoms.
0: I I like to I like to row. I'm a I'm a you're have, a rower. I I yes I I enjoy the the rowing. We have the river here. It's something I want to take advantage of. Um, but 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 please, we're 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 awfully exposed here. Why don't you uh? Why don't you uh come with me and and uh?
1: No, you'll come with... Uh, uh, no, sure, we'll come with you.
0: <laughs> and we'll, we'll speak somewhere more private. And he, uh, he snaps his fingers, and the boat gets really big. What? Very briefly. It gets really, really big. And And Marjorie
2: goes, what?
0: (laughs) And he steps inside. You see that underneath where, like, the bench on, like, a normal, like, kayak would be. Uh Uh-huh. There's, like, a door into a room. (gasps) He beckons you inside. Uh, Stokeworth's
1: unfazed by this. I was
2: gonna say, I look at Stokeworth.
1: (laughs) Shuna's really trying to maintain his glare. It It is hard. Roll wisdom. Okay. Six.
0: Yeah, no. You uh, are unable to keep your composure, and you are indeed astonished by this. Mm-hmm. The colonel beckons you on. Uh, Stokeworth steps on board as if this is totally normal. The colonel opens the door to this hidden room, and he says, "Please, quickly. Uh, this uh, this won't last that long. It's going to shrink back down soon. And you're going to want to be on it when it
1: does." Okay. Okay. Oh yeah. Yes. Uh, trying to compensate for something. You know, colonel, not right now. Okay. Come on.
2: Is this? <laughs> Do you need me to wingman you?
1: No, uh, I'm not. I'm not super. uh, Not yet. No. 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 Okay.
2: This is the uh, we're we're talking professional.
1: Professional with the the rings. The rings of secrecy. Yeah. Yeah.
2: This (laughs) is a wingman check in. No. Okay.
0: D&D&D is executive produced, written, and edited by me, James Gressel. Co-produced and additional mixing by Joel Arnold. Our original music is by Jeremy Nisato. Hear more of Jeremy's music at jeremynasato.com. D&D&D is performed by James A. Janisse, Chelsea Rebecca, Beth Radloff, Mike Sigan, and Joel Arnold.